Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a Radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Welcome on into the 58th, aka the Jordan Hicks edition of the Counterpoint Podcast. As you can tell, recording this at my house, where it's snowing. And no, I was not ready for it to start snowing, but here we are. Um, it's the Counterpoint Podcast brought to you by Go Birds Pod or the GB's Pod, like we call it here on the Counterpoint Podcast. So on today's show, it's depressing. Uh, we got we got Jack's rundown, the sad rundown. It's a sad rundown. We have to we have to discuss what was an absolutely disgusting game, an absolutely disgusting game, a game that um, should be scrubbed from the internet forever. Or just, you know, all records should never show what happened on Sunday night. Uh, we have to ban someone else. Um, and this time, it's a it's a prominent football writer that a lot of people seem to like, and I frankly can't stand. A former Eagle needs to uh, respect the biz. The Counterpoint Podcast has an official position, one that may not sit well with people, but is one that I've been feeling for a while, and I, I think people in the trust tree um, feel the same way. We have to have an official position that will come out a little bit later, and and of course, well, not of course, we have to uh, we have to, to, to put some things away for a little bit. Um, it's it's a loaded Jack's rundown. It's a sad rundown, but um, it's a rundown that we we have to discuss. We have to discuss because you know a lot of people talk about tough times, and I am from the mantra, especially that that tough times don't last, tough people do, and that's how I feel about this Eagle season because it has been. A horrible Eagle season. They don't have the same fight. They like the the Doug. We'll get it. We'll get into it. Uh, go to the trust tree real quick about the Saints game. We have the Counterpoint Mailbag, which again you can always email at counterpointmailbag at gmail.com. And I guess we'll do a what's the line saying? Um, I've been cold, cold as ice this year. Um, maybe because I believe in a football team that doesn't believe in itself. Uh, so I don't know if it's on me. I think it's more on them. It's more on the Eagles. It's not me. It's not me. Uh, it's more on the Eagles just being a, a, a horrible team this year. But 
Let's get into the Jacks rundowns. This sucks. Um, the Eagles are four and five. And like, it's just, it's so disappointing that a team, like I just didn't, like I knew about Super Bowl hangovers. I knew about, you know, teams starting off slowly coming off of the Super Bowl. I just didn't think it was going to happen to this team. I didn't think it was going to happen to this team. I thought Doug, I thought he, the, the new norm, and I thought he had a, a good grasp in that locker room. Um, the, the Carson Wentz is coming back. Jason Peters is coming back. Jordan, like these guys that were on IR coming back. I know in hindsight, bringing back Peters, well, I think bringing back Peters is mostly fine. This is probably his last year. He's not a total turnstile. Like bringing back Darren Sproles, probably a mistake. But when I looked at it in the offseason, I was like, this is a good thing because those guys are going to uh, uh, up the level, up the intensity of everyone else in the roster. And they're not doing it. Like, they're just not doing it. Darren Sproles can't stay on the field. Jason Peters is has a torn bicep and torn groin and torn everything else. And he just can't do it. Like, um, it, it's, it's in hindsight, it was wrong to bring those guys back. I think we all realize that. But, um, but at the time I was like, it's not that bad of a thing. Like they, they can, they, they'll, they'll, they'll bring the energy for everyone else. It just hasn't happened this year. And now you have, you know, you have the, the, the accountability talk and you have Doug and he's talking about execution and Doug keeps bringing up like how it's only on execution and hasn't really taken any blame himself. And I'm just like, Doug, this is exactly what sunk chip. Doug talking about execution, execution is exactly what's, what sunk chip. Because the players are like, yo, dude, it's not all us, man. Like, you haven't been great yourself. And I'm just, I'm worried that the players are going to start turning on Doug. I don't think they're going to turn on Doug. But, like, how he's handling this is kind of how handle, how Chip handled losing. And I just want Doug to, to tread lightly. Because eventually, like, they can come out and say, hey, I think Doug's a great play caller. We love playing for Doug, all that fun stuff. But if he keeps going to the media and he keeps saying that this is only execution and it's not on me... Like, eventually, the players are going to be like, yo, dude, come on, man. This isn't all on us. Like, you you also haven't been great. Like, I, I, I want Doug to tread lightly. So, um, Sunday night sucked. They lost. Um, and when, they, when, the, when the Eagles used to lose, I'll go to Wendy's and just buy a shit ton of food because I would just depress eat and whatever. But now, like, I don't know. I don't know when this started happening. Now, I just go out and sit in the cold. It happened again. Like again, the Eagles and their 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 lack of playing good football has me sitting out in the cold, possibly getting sick. I've been like I've had a stuffy nose for like a week and a half, and I think it's because I've been sitting out in the cold after these Eagles losses. So if the Eagles could please fix that. I would like to be healthy again. So think about my health, Eagles, when you're when you are making your poor decisions, like you have been doing this entire season. But like it was just it was such a sloppy game. It was an ugly game, and you know maybe. Maybe you don't talk a bunch of shit heading into Cowboys week and act like you're going to roll over a team to give them any kind of life. And they come out and start a pregame fight and they're here to play and you're not like everything they're doing this season has been the wrong fucking move. Like they don't know when to talk. They don't know when not to talk. Does Doug doesn't have a message. Like it's just everything that they think is a good idea is actually a horrible idea. They're, they need to go on the Costanza method, which is do the opposite. Like, giving the Cowboys any kind of life was so fucking dumb that, like, it's like, what are you doing? It's still a divisional game, and they came in here, and, you know, like, Dak Prescott, who 
stinks. Like Dak Prescott is a horrible quarterback. Like he he looks like a right hand Tebow. Like he's nothing. Like you have him on the ropes. You have Jason Garrett on the ropes of being fired, which is actually probably a good thing that he that he didn't get fired and they might have saved his job. But like it's just like, are you freaking? Like are you kidding me? Um, I I got nothing to say. Like it was it was it was a horrible game. It was a horrible game. It wasn't fun at all. The se- this season has been so unfun. The offense looks stagnant. Like I don't know. It's just it's been horrible. Uh, I'm not. And the worst part about that game, the worst part. Of game, there's a lot of bad parts about that game. The worst part about that game was was the Jason Garrett smile at the end of the game. Jason Garrett doesn't do anything. I'm convinced that Jason Garrett does not do anything. His only job is to is to tell them when to go for it on fourth down and throw the challenge flag. Everything else, offense has got Linehan. Defense is Rob Marinelli. Like Jason Garrett doesn't do anything. And 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 seeing him smile, walking across the field like, look what I just did. I I I was so angry seeing that rat fuck smile in my stadium. It was the single most disgusting thing I've ever seen at Lincoln Financial Field. You can bring up fans doing whatever. There will never be a moment for me that will top Jason fucking Garrett smiling in my stadium, acting like he just like he just schemed up a beautiful game plan. The only reason the Cowboys won that game is because the Eagles are so inept. Like that's the only reason they won that game. It's not like the, the, the Cowboys were like moving the ball up and down the field, just great game planning, scheming, all this stuff. No, the Eagles just fucking sucked. And for Jason Garrett to have that wry rat fuck smile as he walked across my field to, to go shake hands with Doug, like I hope that that, that cutout is, is, is printed out and it is all over NovaCare saying, you did this. You, you caused Jason Garrett, who again doesn't do anything to smile, and it is the single grossest thing to ever happen inside inside Lincoln Financial Field. And I know a lot of people were probably listening to last week's podcast and were like, Jason Garrett wouldn't make a good horror film. Did you see that smile? That's all I gotta say. Because it 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 now now when I wake up or when I'm sleeping in the middle, like literally I have I have had three different times where I've woken up this week with that Jason Garrett smile in my head because it is that disgusting of a smile. That smile is what caused me to go sit out in the cold because that's an image that, first off, if you have young children, I know a lot of people listening to this podcast have young children. Like, I hope they didn't look too closely at Jason Garrett smiling because that's the kind of stuff that will haunt you for years. Like when I was eight, when I was eight, I watched The Sixth Sense with my friend and his dad. His dad thought it was an appropriate movie for an eight-year-old, I guess. I had a nightmare for a, a whole year. I kid you not. For a whole entire year, I had, an, I had nightmares about The Sixth Sense. That's how I, like, I, I worry for the, the youth and the Eagles fan base, even though most of them are fraud babies, that, that they're going to have nightmares about the Jason Garrett smile as he walks across the field at Lincoln Financial Field thinking that he just did something. So, if you can, parents out there, I know I, get, I know I did an episode about how to how to how to raise your kids in in the fraud baby era. Now you have to scrub that picture from the internet or anywhere because it is it is a disgusting picture. I spent a lot of time on Jason Garrett's smile. 
It's because I've, I, it's been in my head for a week. So, sorry. Sue me. We have to do something very, very important. And when Duke, when the Duke Blue Devils are having a bad season or they're off to a slow start um, and before Coach K fakes a back injury to, to, to get out of his coaching record being harmed and Jeff Cable comes in and he's the, he's the head coach. Like, Coach K fakes every back injury. None of that is actually real. He just doesn't want to affect his, his overall record. Anyway, before he gets to that point, the only way Coach K tries to save his season is he will he will take away he will take away Duke players' jerseys and will make them just wear generic blue or generic white until he thinks that they have earned the right to wear the Duke colors or the Duke name. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with the Carson Wentz Chubb meter and the Big Balls Doug scale. The Carson Wentz Chubb meter, I don't think this is on Carson Wentz even though his first half and the, the, the pick to Leighton Van Der Esch was undoubtedly the worst play I've ever seen Carson make in his entire career. Like, I've never seen Carson do that. Anyway, the Carson Wentz chub meter and the Doug Peterson big ball scale are both being put away for a little bit because they don't deserve it. They don't deserve to have the chub meter or the big ball scale. Doug, his offense has been stagnant. They can't get going in the first half. They have to wait till the, the, the second quarter to make adjustments. And it's just not flowing. Like, it's just, it's, they're force feeding Zach Ertz, which is great because he's great. But, like, it's not moving. The, the, the offensive, is, it's just, it's not crisp. It's not good. It's not good. Meanwhile, Frank Reich is, is scheming the shit out of Andrew Luck in, in, in Indianapolis. Doug, come on, man. Um, the resident offense is dog shit. Like, Listen, I want to break out the big balls. I want to break out the big balls Doug scale, but I can't do it. He doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it. So until Doug gets it figured out, the big balls Doug scale will be put away. I'm sorry it has to be like that, but I don't I I have to I have to make an example for for the trust tree. And the big balls Doug scale is is out. It is out for the time being. The Carson Wentz chub meter. If I can't, if I can't bring out the big balls Doug scale, I can't bring out the Carson Wentz chub meter because those two are kind of hand in hand. Slow starts, bad picks, fumbles, all that stuff. Carson, his numbers have been great. I don't know if his, his play has as as reached the level of what his numbers say that he's played. So I I I don't know. This is this is my kind of my last stand. This is something that I have to do as the leader of this podcast, as the stump of the trust tree. Is that I have to be the one that says, "Listen, the 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 Carson Wentz show meter gone, big balls Doug scale put away." I would like to make an official counterpoint position. The counterpoint podcast is officially an anti Jim Schwartz podcast. I cannot stand Jim Schwartz. I do not think Jim Schwartz is a good defensive coordinator. I do not care that I couldn't name. I didn't know like when when I heard that Chandon Sullivan was coming in the game on Sunday night. I, I had no idea who Channon Sullivan was. And frankly, I don't think Doug did either. I don't think anyone knew who Channon Sullivan was, and I'm not sure if he's even a real person. I can't handle two Sullivans on the team. That's a lot of Sullivans. Anyway, Jim Schwartz and that fucking picket fence defense is driving me insane. And for him to come out yesterday and say, or come out two days ago and say, well, we haven't given him a first down on the picket fence defense in my three years here and all that stuff. 
kindly fuck off, Jim. Because allowing 14 and a half yards and not 15 and letting the Cowboys go for it on fourth down isn't exactly a good recipe. And now teams know exactly what you're going to do on third and, four, third and long. That they can just set it up and know what they're going to do. Like, I really don't like Jim Schwartz. And I know, like, listen, if you if I hear one more, if I hear one more, they're, they're allowing the sixth amount of points in the league. Uh, uh, like, how about you how about you watch for five seconds what this defense does? They're bad in situations. They they like they, they don't get any pressure. And I, I don't I don't think you really blame turnovers on him. Like turnovers kind of just happen. But but the fact is, is that like they're a bottom half of the league in enforcing pressures with this which is supposed to be which is supposed to be the 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 the, the most important the, the the backbone of the Seagulls defense is supposed to be that they can get pressure on the quarterback. And they can't get pressure on the quarterback. Like it's just and, and then once he doesn't get pressure, Jim Schwartz has nothing else. Like Jim Schwartz has nothing else when the front four doesn't get home. And I said it many times, Jim Schwartz is just a mannequin with a nasty front four. That's all he is. That's all he is. And the stupid sunglasses, like I, I I'm out on Jim Schwartz. The the counterpoint podcast is out on Jim Schwartz. And we don't want him back next year. Don't want Jim Schwartz back. Not a good defensive coordinator. Like, he's just a guy. He's just a guy that says, hey, uh, you four, go get the quarterback. And everything else is just like, oh, let's go prevent D here. Perfect. Awesome. Just let him go right down the field. Like, Jim Schwartz obviously isn't, isn't as bad as Billy Davis, but, like, are we sure he's better than the same thing? I, I hate him. I hate Jim Schwartz. Out on Jim Schwartz. Um, listen. I don't want to be the, the bearer of bad news, but is anyone else surprised that, that, that Corey Clement completely tanked against his, his former favorite team? I mean, no one's talking about it, but as, as we know on this podcast and as a longtime Corey Clement supporter, he, he played like shit against the Cowboys because he's a Cowboys fan and he doesn't want to see the Eagles have success. No one's talking about it. No one's asking about it. I figured I had to be the one to bring it up. We, I, am... And officially banning Peter King. Peter King gives gives me the heebie-jeebies. Peter King, I feel like if you went into his Reddit history, it would be littered with gross stuff. Peter King creeps me out. For a long time, I've, I've thought this. Like Every time I see Peter King on my screen or, or hear him talk, it's just like, yeah, Peter King sends a shiver down my spine. Peter King creased me out. And for that fucking creep to come out and say and, and and give the Eagles, I guess what is his his dog of the week or something, Eagles fans his dog of the week, um, for for booing this team at halftime because they won the Super Bowl last year, is like it is so soft even for Peter King. Like Peter King is one of the softest people in all the media. Like he's just a creep. And for him to come out and 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 bemoan Eagles fans for booing a, a, a team at halftime who is playing like dog shit, losing at home to the Cowboys. Like, no Super Bowl. Like, if you're, if you're any kind of fan, if you're any kind of fan, how do you not boo that team? I don't care that they won the Super Bowl last year. If you care about that team winning the Super Bowl last year and you're not going to boo them and hold them accountable, then you're, you are a soft fan. And for Peter King to not understand that is just it's it was it was grossly soft. And for Al Michaels at halftime to be like, well, there's there's those classic Eagles fans. 
fuck off. Mike Tirico, you can also fuck off. Like, are you kidding me? Seriously, are you kidding me? Like, you think you're not supposed to be upset with how your team's playing against your most hated rival at at home uh, with plenty of talent to destroy a bad Dallas team? Imagine, imagine thinking you can't boo that team. It's it's disgusting. But Peter King is 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 the most banned of Al Michaels and Mike Tirico because it's just it's it's embarrassing for him to come out and say like the Eagles fans should be embarrassed for for booing the Super Bowl champs. They deserve the boo. They knew they deserved the boo. And Eagles fans, that's why they're the best fans in football because they actually understand. And they actually, they actually, they don't, they don't get sentimental, unlike a lot of teams do, a lot of teams' fans do. So, listen, what they did on what they did on Sunday was perfectly fine. Peter King can get out. Finally, Jason Jason Avant, um, Jason Avant, a cool first down celebration with great hands. But you can't just come off the street and and be like, first off, I mean, I I didn't I didn't even know Jason Avant was in the media until like a week ago. And for him to just come out and, and pull the, I think Doug's losing the locker room card. Like, first off, like, come on, man. You know he's not losing the locker room. He's not losing the locker room. And for you to come out and say that in, like, your first week of being in the media is just a total embarrassment. So, Jason Avant, please respect the biz. And, and don't come out with just cr- talking crazy in your first week in the media. That'd be great. Let's go into the trust tree real quick. Um... I generally want to be positive about the Eagles, but I'm having nightmares about what Drew Brees is going to do to do to us. Like I was watching the the uh, Saints Bengals, and like they're just unstoppable. And now the Eagles have have cornerbacks I've never heard of. Uh, they can't get any kind of pressure. I don't know if Jordan Hicks or Nigel Bradham have played this year. Uh, and I don't like what Drew Brees is going to do to us on Sunday is going to be so dirty that it shouldn't even be allowed to be televised. It it's gonna it's it's gonna be a bloodbath. I I don't have any good feelings about this game. Like usually, I think I think games can be rigged and there can be Vegas, you know, telling the refs what to do. I think the Saints have reached a point where they can be unvegasable. They are so good. They're machine on offense. They have Mike Thomas, who could be the best receiver in the league. They have Drew Brees, who what is he completing like eighty percent of his passes or some some crazy shit. Uh, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. Like I don't know how they're gonna stop this team. I really don't. And, and, you know, after seeing Russell Douglas be, be burnt toast on, on, on Sunday, it's just like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't even want them to show up in, in, in New Orleans. It's going to get, it's going to be, it's going to be a bloodbath. I like to be positive about the Eagles. I don't know how I'm supposed to be positive heading into a New Orleans game with that offense. Like, it's just, it's, it's very terrifying. All right. Finally, let's get into the counterpoint mailbag. First one. Or which you can always email at counterpointmailbag at gmail.com. From Juan Romero. Hey, Jack, after listening to Counterpoint episode 57, a big question and a later concern emerged. Are there bannable, are there unbannable people to the trust tree? Because I'm sorry to say this, but I think you should have banned your mom after what happened during the Jaguars game. Are moms or wives exempt of the ban? My wife is not into sports, but last season she told me she would be an Eagles fan if they won the Super Bowl. As I thought that she... As I thought that was already understood, having a possible new addition to the trust tree, she made fun of the team when they lost to the Titans, so I had to ban her. So what are the rules for banning family members from the trust tree? Boy, I don't like your wife. I'm sure you can love your wife, Juan. 
But, I mean, first off, her coming out and saying, yeah, I'll be an Eagles fan after they win the Super Bowl, and then also roasting the team after they lose to the Titans. It's just like, it's like, do you even understand your husband? I mean, Juan, I think, that's, I think that's a fair question to ask. Do you understand who I am as a man? I think it's time to have a little sit-down chat with your old wife. Not old wife. You know, your wife. Um, banning family members. Um, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely capable. Listen, how about this? I will judge if you're, if a family member should be banned from the trust tree. My mom is not banned from the trust tree, but I will also never watch an Eagles game with her again. Your wife is not even, your, your wife is getting not even at the door of the trust tree. So if you have a family member or a friend or whoever that you think should be banned from the trust tree, one that maybe you thought was a real Eagles fan. One that you thought that was like in, but then they ditched as soon as this team started uh, losing after the Super Bowl or they started getting in during the Super Bowl run. Here's what I want you to do. Email counterpointmailbag at gmail.com. I will have official rulings on if family members are banned from the Counterpoint Podcast because I don't want to just start banning family members because we love family members. But there are certain ones where it's like, mm, you're out. You're out, Meemaw. You're not allowed. You're not allowed in the trust tree. Juan, your wife is banned from the trust tree. And honestly, I think it's time that we'll sit down chat. We'll sit down chat. Uh, from Scott Schreiner. Uh, thanks for the advice a couple weeks ago. I had a little funeral pyre uh, for, the, for the Eagles hoodie, uh, during which I played taps softly. On to today. As a member of the Air Force, I was not able to get to the Super Bowl parade after the Eagles beat the Patriots 41-33 to due to work requirements. Here again, after the Eagles end up winning this upcoming Super Bowl, I won't be able to make the parade. My question is, when the Eagles complete the three-peat next season, am I going to be allowed to attend the parade, or does, so, or does doing so cursing them for years to come? Obviously, I want to be there, but the team comes first, and I don't want my status in the trust tree to be in jeopardy. Well, buddy, Scott, first off, Thank you for your service. Second off, they got to get to work if they want to win the Super Bowl again. Because, like I said, the Saints are unbelievable. The Rams are mostly good. Um, those teams are just really good. And they got to make a run in the NFC East. So, um, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you can put them in jeopardy yet. Um, maybe see how the rest of the season goes before you decide never come to a Super Bowl parade again. We, can, we, we don't have to decide right now, Scott. From Justin Scott... Hey, Jack, need a new jersey. I have a black Wentz jersey. Absolutely pumped that they're wearing it for the black guy this week. I was, too. I, I had never seen the... I was not ready for the Eagles to lose in the black. Like, they never lose in the black. But, unfortunately, um, you, you learn a lot about a team, especially after your Super Bowl championship. Um, but everyone has a Wentz jersey, so I need a new one. I was hoping they'd trade for Bell because that would have been in my car the second they put it up. I love the tape deal, but I agree that 19 is the dog shit number. And regardless, I don't think it's jersey worthy. Love the Clement idea you suggested earlier in the year, but I figured I'd wait to see how he started out this year before I jumped on that. And for some reason, he's been non-existent this year. So for now, that's out. And I agree that Alshon has a solid jersey, but for some reason, I just can't get myself to pull the trigger on it. Dawkins is an obvious option. I'm also thinking about Mills. He's got the classic Philly shit going on. Yeah. Hated and loved. He has that Philly attitude too. Doesn't give a shit what anyone thinks about him. Will always give it all you got. And we'll talk every chance he gets. Just love how he plays. Even though he makes me want, even though he makes me want to throw the remote through the TV every time he bites on the fucking double move. Also think Camus would be a pretty sick jersey. He's one of my favorite guys on the team. Last one I really want is a Malata jersey. Um, I don't even know if they'd sell it. It's kind of a ballsy move considering he can never play a real snap. 
But I just love everything about Mylotta. And when Doug finally hands him the ball in second goal from the three and he trucks through six guys like they're little toddlers in the end zone, my life will be made. Oh, and by the way, you want Jimmy Jimmy? Yes. So Jimmy Buckets is a sixer, which is very fun. Um, I am... I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous about giving him five years, 190. A lot of Tibbs Miles. He's 30 years old. Um, I think the last two years of that contract or maybe last year will probably be a nightmare. But the Sixers window is so small that they didn't really have a chance or really didn't have a choice. And so for them to get a third star at discount price, um, I don't think you could do much better than Jimmy Butler. I didn't think they had, I didn't think they had the, the pieces to get a Bradley Beal or uh, a Damian Lillard or, or guys who might become available. So Jimmy Buckets is fine. I'm nervous about the contract extension, but I didn't really think they had a choice either. They had to get him. Um, they had to get a third star. The Embiid window, like you never, like I love Embiid. You never know if he's gonna get hurt again, and you only have uh, so much of a window with him. Um, but yeah, no, the Jimmy Butler trade was one. And listen, I love Verocco, I love Dario, but you had to make this move, unfortunately, for the loss of them. And if Markel Fultz didn't suck, those guys would still be here. That's all I gotta say about that. Camus would be a really, a really cool jersey. Like, I like the niche jerseys. I would not get a Jalen Mills jersey because I think that if you wore it to a game, I just think people would start roasting you. And I don't I don't want to see you roasted, Justin. So I don't want you to get roasted. Um, I think Camus would be sick. I wish he would have picked off the ball uh, against against Dallas because the game's probably a different story. And definitely do not get a Golden Tate jersey because he may only be here for like seven games. And then you don't want to get stuck with it. Like, I am stuck with my Dante Stalwart jersey. Mylotta is a dope jersey. I think no matter what, if you got a Mylotta jersey, people would be like, respect respect i i like the, i like the my lot of idea from john barber the long con all things aside the loss on sunday made me think was this just the eagles making sure uh garrett continues to coach that the overall cowboys will be worse for the longer also thanks for running the survivor poll i just ended up in third place after picking the birds this past week best of luck to the other two guys unless tyler already won um i should probably check that yeah i think there's there's i think there's two guys left but regardless when when the season's over whoever's left which i guess is two guys um, one of those, whoever wins, will be able to come into WIP or I will call them if they're not around and we will co-host an episode of Counterpoint. That'd be exciting. It'd be exciting. Yeah, I, I hope it's a long con. <laughs> I really do. But um, it's just been, it's been a very frustrating season. So I would love to believe that it's a long con, but I don't know. I don't know if we can just do that. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the, the Twitter sphere for the last one. There it is. From Juaner Gomez. Jack, this one hurt. Super Bowl win and all. This one really hurt. I haven't looked at anything Eagles related since other than the Darby announcement. I'm just broke in a sense. I don't know how to handle this. The Super Bowl win masked the pain of the other four losses. Maybe because we lost to a shitty Dallas team and we should have won easily. Did we upset the football gods? These injuries are piling up. Pretty soon, I'm going to have to play cornerback. Trust me, you don't want that. I hope all is well. I hope by some miracle, we somehow win in New Orleans. Wanner, I, I appreciate that you're using the counterpoint mailbag to talk through it. We are all talking through it or tweeting through it. Respect. Um, it's been a it's been a pretty depressing season, and, and it just feels like the injuries this year are not going to be the rallying cry. Like I just think maybe too many guys are being lost for the season. I respect the I rest I respect the uh, attempt to. To, to create last year's magic with Darby being out for the season and Barnett being out for the season, but uh, it's a lot. <laughs> They're losing a lot. Uh, from Papa Rog, Dear Jack Fritz WIP, in closing, you'll find this picture of my boys, which, as you can tell, 
you can't see this picture of his cat and dog. Uh, there is no need to be upset. Love always rock. P.S. If we didn't have the most Super Bowl, the most recent Super Bowl, the pain would be an endless pit. Alas, it is not. We have the QB and head coach. It takes other pieces, but those are the most important. Wow. Wow. A little bit of optimism in the Counterpoint Mailbag podcast. We have the, ho- we have the head coach and we have the quarterback. So eh, I guess I guess everything is, is fine. From Amanda Lee, Jack, I'm not upset. I'm disappointed. Sure, every loss this season has infuriated me. Uh, let me not get into the horrible game against Tennessee or the horrible fourth quarter against Carolina. But this one, it disappointed me. I'm embarrassed. A loss to a shit Dallas team. It's a lot worse than we thought, and we need help now. Amanda, I appreciate again that you're using the counterpoint mailbag to, to tweet through it. There's not much I can do. Even glasses, Doug. Even glasses, Doug couldn't get the job done. We are all lost. We are all lost, and maybe it's a lost season. But maybe, if, maybe me getting rid of the counter, maybe me getting rid of the big balls, Doug scale, and the Carson Wentz chub meter may light a fighter under their ass. And finally. I guess I'll do a what's the line saying. Take the Saints. And the over. The Saints and the over. That's the that's the bet. Have a good one.